So, Tim, what do you think is more important to us? Not to the American public, but to us. The Super Bowl? Or the season finale of a Bachelor season? Okay, I know that you weren't expecting a long-winded answer to that, but it definitely depends. It absolutely Oh, oh it depends. Okay. Yeah. On what? Because we've had seasons of both Bachelor and Bachelorette where, like, I stayed up at night thinking <laughs> about different contestants and how it was going to end. And we've had Super Bowls. Like, the Rams-Patriots one, which ended up being a snooze, um, I would be more excited to watch a Bachelor event than that. <laughs> but in this case, as we're going to get – I'm, I'm pretty excited for this Super Bowl. I mean, it it weirdly feels like we just we need something like this right now as a country. So, yeah. so f- final answer: which which one do you think is more important to us? And I'll let you speak for me. Yeah, I'll, I'll take I'll take the Super Bowl narrowly. Okay. Just, it's more the totality of the circumstances type thing. Though. It's okay. not like individually, individually. <laughs> Okay, now here's a follow-up, and then we'll throw it to JDF. Uh, which one do you and I collectively and have collectively gambled on more? Which one have we bet more money on? Yeah. Um, I mean, I've lost a lot of money on Super Bowl. <laughs> You've won a considerable amount, though, against my yeah. for, with and for my quarterback. Yeah, and I think that like $200 that I won, which is like the most I've ever won on a bet, made up for most of what I've lost. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's but good. I mean, the bachelor is more of like, it's more of like when you're playing golf with your buddies and you do random bets per hole. We're just betting random stuff during the episode. So in the bachelor, you bet per hole. That's what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. Wonderful. Wonderful. <laughs> and on that note, JDF plays. <laughs> Tripping no time, no place. You can put me to the side, you can set that shit aside. We can set that shit aside, baby. Me, me, and five. 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 All right, Tim. So, as as if I couldn't be more on the nose about what we're talking about today, what are we talking about today? We're talking about the two uh, greatest things that occur on American, possibly international television. <laughs> I mean, I can't really think of anything that tops either of these two things. Talking about the Super Bowl, um, which I've been looking forward to for a very long time, talking about this with you. And at the end, we're going to get into a little bachelor. And ironically, I think my hottest takes are reserved for that show. I have a lot, I have a lot of stuff. I'm going to have to rate it in so that I... <laughs> So we, so we can keep it into the nicely packed episodes that we give the listeners. Yeah, so I can remain, you know, I can remain a respectable citizen. I really need to rein it in. <laughs> I have some thoughts. Oh, ha- that that's so precious. You think you're still a respectable citizen? I like that. That's that's good. That that that's a good level of confidence. It's hard to tell because I actually, 
I don't even, I really don't want to talk about this, but I did have my first person who like seemed legitimately mad at me over something I said on this podcast. Oh, really? Uh, look. Okay. I, I two follow-ups who it's, I'm not going to say who, but it's what not, was it? They were upset because when we were talking about the inauguration. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I mentioned that. And I'm so sorry. This is like the, I can't remember the Nobel laureate who gave the, the poem, her name, her name. I commented that she looked great or something. And I got a little blowback on that. Obviously, for the 99.9% of you who are out there, I also commented that she stole the show, did an amazing job, owned the stage, et cetera, et cetera. I was not just commenting on her looks. That, that's pretty obvious to anybody who listened to But yes, that was the first time I got any blowback. I'm still waiting for like somebody at work to hear this. And come. <laughs> oh, oh, nice, nice flex. Yeah, you yeah. have a job. Must be yeah, nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's true. I'm employed. Um, but with the, <laughs> I want to get off this topic so bad. I don't like. <laughs> I I don't know. What, like, if you're upset about it, like, I'm sorry. Don't listen. I'm not making you. Um, so the thing with the Super Bowl, I don't know if you've heard this tunnel. Uh, it's going to be a home game for the Buccaneers. First one ever. Um, ironically, I think the 10,000 people that are going to be there, if half of those were Bucks fans, that would be more than there probably would be under normal circumstances. Uh, the game is going to be played between, uh, the greatest of all time versus the upcoming, the challenger in waiting. And those are the two biggest stories that we have. Other than the Seahawks offensive linemen getting in some horrible trouble today and reminding us all oh. that. Oh, we're going to talk about that? No, we're not. We're absolutely not. Okay. Not. Um, but my question for you. Okay. Because this has been, I, I got deep into the Twitter, the Twitterverse today, looking into how the Boston. That's, that's not healthy. The Bostonians were, were taking this. And I've oh, got, okay. So you're, you're, I, I thought we were going to bury this right before we, oh. right before we did the bachelor. Oh, you're just, you're just coming out for it. People stop listening to this podcast at like minute 20. We got to get it in. <laughs> so I'm wondering where on the spectrum are you for the Oh, Brady? okay. There, there's more of that sentence. That's good. Yeah, for for the whole Brady and the Super Bowl, not on your team. So here's the thing. Ever since I can remember watching football, I've rooted for Tom Brady. I've rooted for the Patriots. I've rooted for Bill Belichick, and I've rooted for success. For my entire life, all three of those things have all come together as one and the same. This is the first time in my life where those three things have not converged, and I have been able—I have not been able to enjoy them in one neatly wrapped package three hours every Sunday. Holy Trinity has been disturbed. It it has been very much disturbed, um, in many in more ways than one. But I can't not root for Tom Brady. 
I can't. That's fine. That's not what I asked. That's you guys all are doing that, whether you're cagey about it or not. Yeah. I'm wondering if there's not the slightest bit of fuck you in it. Just a no, no, because here's the thing. We pissed him off and then he left. Yeah. He didn't want to leave. Sure, there was probably a part of him that would be like, ah, there's a I, I'm not married and I'm very far from it, but I'm sure you're married for 20, 30 years. You might think about, you know, going somewhere else, doing something else. You 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 might yeah, and you guys you guys aren't seeing Tim. What, what was that? You need to land this plane a little bit better. Yeah. You get thoughts. You, I'm sure you get thoughts at some point. You walk into the grocery yeah. store and you see something and you you know, it is what it is. But here's the thing. Up until this point, yeah, nobody's acted on those impulses. So I didn't think that I was going to have to worry about it. You guys didn't think you're going to have to worry about it at all. No. Season y'all were talking about, not not you, but I'm saying a lot of the Boston, they're not even going to make the playoffs. It's going to be fine. We won't have to deal with this. I, okay. So I'm sure at some point he had thoughts about going to other teams and then it just, it, it didn't come to pass and all that. So you're talking about this like, like a jilted lover. I, I am. That's I how know, I feel. I know. I'm just trying to point it out. So, so Sean Malavy, when he came on last, I believe it was for when he came on and talked about Marvel movies with us. He described it perfectly. It felt like someone got up from the dinner table and left and never came back. That's how it feels. <laughs> never came back. Exactly. That's exactly how it feels. It feels like a part of my family is just gone. And then I get to see them on Instagram having way more fun than me and being with being with way more attractive people than me and just doing making more money, all that stuff. Owns half of GameStop stock. Yeah. yeah. All of it. And uh and Nokia, like they're just yeah. they, they got they got it on the ground floor. Um, and for those of you that are listening, we're recording on January 27th. Uh, that should, if you don't know, that should hold some significance to the two places that we just named. But anyways, staying on topic, Tom Brady is my favorite athlete ever. We pissed him off. We gave him a contract that he did not want to sign and made that very clear to us that he wasn't going to sign that contract because he wanted at least a two-year commitment. We were only willing to give him one year. We were only willing to give him at most 25 million. So we were offering him less money and less years. That's what happened. And then when he went to on the outside, and a couple of five, eight white guys on the outside. Yeah. Um, it's just sad, but yeah, I, he was given the opportunity. He was given the excuse and he was given all the reason in the world to leave. Our offense wasn't that good. And it turns out a bunch of our defense ended up sitting out for COVID. I mean, Mm -hmm. like 
Dante Hightower and Patrick Chung being just out and you don't get to, you don't have any time to replace them. That's huge. <clears throat> Brady didn't know that was going to happen, but you know, it is what it is. The team wasn't nearly what it was even last year. And last year we got our ass kicked by the dude that was willing to cut his dick off to win a, to win a Super Bowl. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, when that happens, that's tough. And then when you see on the other team that's offering you, they got Mike Evans, they got Chris Godwin. Hell, they'll even bring back Gronk. And they'll, they, they've got all these toys for him. I don't blame him. We didn't yeah. surround him with anything. We wasted picks on Brandon Cooks. We wasted picks on Mohamed Sanu. We wasted a pick on uh, Aaron Hernandez. We wasted picks <laughs> on all the – yeah, yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, because he became a murderer. Yeah, okay, sorry. Exactly, (laughs) exactly. Um, We wasted all these picks on all these guys that just didn't work out. Then we draft Sony Michelle, which I honestly think was the last nail in the coffin. We spent a first-round pick on Sony Michelle, and then we spent a first-round pick on Nikhil Harry. You know what Tom Brady doesn't want to do? He doesn't want to deal with rookies that have no confidence and say what you want about Nikhil Harry, say what you want about uh, the rest of the guys, Sony Michelle, say what you want about these guys, Malcolm Mitchell, though he was pretty good. Then he ended up getting hurt. That ended up being a wasted pick for, you know, the longevity of it outside of that outside of the Falcons Super Bowl. I mean, we just didn't have anything on the roster. And we didn't have any prospects of getting anybody on the roster because we didn't have anything to give up. We needed the Sanu trade to work. We needed the Cooks trade to work. We needed those to work, and they didn't. We went all out. It didn't work. And Belichick is completely incapable of drafting wide receivers. He's just incapable. And outside What's amazing of- is that we have now spent a solid 10 minutes discussing a team – that not only is not playing in the game that we are set to discuss. Hey, you asked, you asked. So here's what I'll say though. Uh, Tim, when you asked me who was going to get the vice presidential nod, who did I say? I don't know why we're even talking about it. No, no, no. It just follow me. Who did I say? Kamala Harris. When we gave out Super Bowl predictions, what teams did I say? I don't remember. I said Chiefs Bucks. Well, okay. This is what I'm trying to get to, though, because you've sent several texts to me during this season that's like, how the hell can he choose this over us? He chose Yes! Bruce- There's stages of grief, Tim. There's stages of grief. They're the most undisciplined team I've ever seen in my life. By the way, they are. Like three weeks ago, three weeks ago, the feeling was, I can't understand how he could do this. This makes no sense. Now it's like, you know I stand, what? I stand by that. You know Good for Tom. Yeah. Situation. It's like, mm. it, tur- it turns out it doesn't matter. Turns out you don't have to be disciplined. It turns out you don't need to have a good coach. Turns out you don't need to have different play calls on third downs because, okay, so I did get some, I get some feedback as well. Every, apparently every single time we talk about Bruce Arians, I only talk about him drinking paint, which I feel like is a pretty good <laughs> just non-starter but apparently that's not enough i mean it's in it's line one of his wikipedia page yeah absolutely but apparently that's not enough for some people so let me just get set the record straight i don't like bruce arians for a multitude of reasons he always blitzes 
He always blitzes on third on third downs, and it's very predictable. It doesn't matter who his defensive coordinator is, especially when it's Todd Bowles, because Todd Bowles does whatever the hell he wants, uh, whatever Bruce wants. Bruce Arians does a bunch of play action seam routes that are very predictable, which is what ended up killing David Johnson. He does a lot of deep passes, and that's kind of it. That's why you saw Tom Brady throw three picks this past week, because every single play – Oh, he's throwing yeah. downfield and he's doing those right. throwing punts that I was telling you about. We don't have to get into right. it, but a lot of times if it's third and long or second and long and whatever, and they don't have a lot of rhythm Brady just throws it up and he, they end up picking it a lot of the times like they did uh, this past week between like the 10 and 20 yard line. And you know, they're still winning the field position game. So it's not that big of a deal. But when all you're doing is throwing deep, when all you're doing is doing a bunch of play action, and when all you're doing on defense is blitzing, it's very predictable. That's why I don't like Bruce Arians. So there. I'm glad that we're back in the realm of reality, not just – I'm just so happy for him. He found Nirvana. He went no, to I'm – All I'm, the other retired people I, are. Gronk's there. Tim. Like, we're happy for him. I'm glad we finally got to a little bit of the truth. Tim, Where love love never goes away tim love never goes away and so i will (laughs) then you then you you haven't loved him and we're gonna get to this in the bachelor so don't worry folks we're gonna unpack all of this but i will always love tom brady i will always love rob Gronkowski. i own two football jerseys and those are the two that i own so there's no scenario where I'm not rooting for him. There's no scenario where I don't want him to win his seventh because it just adds to the legend. He did what Michael Jordan couldn't do. And, you know, he's already done what Michael Jordan couldn't do, but that's beside the point. So, in, in a year where they had no preseason, in a year where they went, went into the season having a bad offensive line, had a bad defense, had a bad running game, and a quarterback the previous year who threw a copious amount of interceptions and just could never get the offense going and they miss the playoffs they're now in the super bowl where tom brady beat drew Brees, aaron Rodgers to get there am i wrong i mean here's the thing if if without the packers game the first two games that they won are copious wins at best and the nfc was weaker this year and that's fine i mean you play who you play and your job is to beat them but I mean, previous to that Packers win, I was not like, again, I've been proven wrong by Tampa, like every step of the way, but especially when they beat Green Bay, because I was like, you beat uh, Heineken, uh, a, tr- a Twitter troll. See, I will, I, I will say I'm beat. perfectly fine. I, I think us here at the Tim and Tony pod are completely fine. Not using his real name because of, uh, yeah. Because of some oh, of the know. thoughts and statements he's made, but you know. he had a he had a great moment in the sun. It's also why we haven't discussed Kurt Schilling's bullshit over the last few days. But well, no, he he uh, he actually sent an email to me. He wanted to remove himself from the topic of discussion from this podcast. Oh, thank God! Thank so God. I read that as well. I'm and, pretty and, sure he's banned and, on Twitter. And, and so I, I know and, he didn't tweet at me. And I told him I respectfully uh, agreed. And so, you know, that's all That's all I can say about it. And then fucking Drew Brees. Drew Brees had like half his ribs. And then Michael Thomas had surgery like the very next day. Like, I mean, I'm not saying, again, you play who you play, the schedule's a schedule. But beating Green Bay 
And then this is only the second Super Bowl Brady's ever not been favored. So yes, if he does, if he does figure out a way to beat Mahomes when it's not even really a home game, nobody should bring that up after the fact. If they win is the reason they won. I mean, so real quick, I just have to ask you if you know this, uh, how many NFC championships does Drew Brees have? One. How many NFC championships does Aaron Rodgers have? I see. I don't know why you guys. No, no. How many? Just. I'm not. I'm how not many doing. NFC, no, I, no, I'm not doing the Brady jerk off. Tom Brady has been in the this, NFC this for one every, season. One season, and he already. All, I, I'm not going to do a whole shtick about it, but I'm just saying he's been in there one season. You want to talk about Aaron Rodgers. You want to talk about Drew Brees as being some of the greatest. That's fine. As we talked about previously, there's levels to this shit. And on top of that level is Tom Brady. Anyways, what were you going to say? And nobody was making a claim otherwise before this. No, it's just, it's just more certain. The most annoying every, part of our- every passing day, every passing day, I should be wearing my TV 12 hat right now. Every single passing day, we get another reason to remind ourselves why it's him. Anyways, now we're going to, so that- I'm done being the, you know, meathead talking head. We can get actually like into some substance and stuff. So go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. I, I don't even remember what I was talking about. I was going into like how he's never not been favored. In a yeah, no, you had an actual point. I, 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 you triggered me. I'm sorry. I, I yeah, I, no, I had, and then you were like, I had a hot flash. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, to, yeah, no, I, I had a hot flash. I had a hot flash. I just flash. got uncomfortable. Yeah, got uncomfortable. I thought I was on yeah. first. I'm, I'm good now. I drank some water. We'll be fine. Let's go. Let's get compelling again. I thought, yeah. I thought we were going to embrace debate for a second. Sorry. I mean, on a personal note, the, the Mahomes thing, I mean, as you know, I invested a heavy amount of money in his rookie card. Like, right after the Super Bowl last year, I was like, I'm going to buy that. It's really cheap. And then right before the season, I sold it for like a $30 profit. And I felt like a fucking Oh, oh um, did you now? Uh, that card would is now increased by $400 in value. So you sold your Tesla stock three years ago is what you're telling No, me. see, the Tesla thing is even worse because Tesla, I was like all over in like 2013 <laughs> and they had barely, they had barely put up the Roadster. They were talking about a Model S. I was so like, so for, for the listeners that are like, oh, another guy who was on Tesla, but never bought any stock there, there are receipts. We have the text yeah. message conversations. No. Both of us are like, hey, we should do this. We should do this. And it makes it worse because we were too stupid to actually do it. So there we go. We've had multiple opportunities in life to make a ton of money, and we just haven't. Yeah. <laughs> we just haven't done it. And We're someday, not smart enough. It is what it is. Someday we're going to get into why, how you and I lost a ton of money on a certain fight. No, that, no, we're not. No, we're not. That's no, a different podcast. That, that's, that's a different conversation. Where I'm not hitting record for that. They don't need to hear the <laughs> thoughts. That, that my thoughts on that are not coherent. <laughs> this game, what is so fascinating about it to me is that in any reasonable universe, the Chiefs should be favored by six. In any reasonable universe, the Chiefs should murder them. Last I checked, it's still at three. People think it'll go to three and a half. I would be shocked if it didn't go to three and a half. And then it gets bet back down to three. Oh yeah. I mean, there is no 
the world where Tampa Bay should be able to play with him. It could be Jesus Christ himself playing quarterback for the Buccaneers, and it would be probably probably four and a half or five. The public loves betting Tom Brady, and there's such a track record. There's 20-plus years – well, of him starting, this is the 19th year since he was out in 08, and he, was, he wasn't the starter's rookie year. So this is the 19th year of him starting. There's just too much of a track record. And I'm sure all of these people that are gambling on this game, I'm sure they've gotten burned by betting against Tom Brady at least once. And then you feel like an absolute moron for doing it. You feel like an ass. And what's rare about this Super Bowl um, is that you've got two guys that when you lose, you feel like an ass for being on opposite. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it makes it interesting. Because one of them is going to end up having a great game. If I had to guess, it's going to be Mahomes just because I don't th- – the Bucks' pass defense is not good. They're just not. Their run defense is fantastic. Their pass defense is bad. Now, they've had good games, specifically against the Saints, but their pass defense is bad. Yeah, and, and- – the the news came out about the Super Bowl MVP odds. I mean, Mahomes is minus, which we haven't seen in a while. Yeah, Brady at two to one, which is a little bit better than the money line. Again, there there's levels to this. This isn't a gambling podcast, but if you're gonna take the Bucks to win, take the two to one Brady win. Like, it's a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you never. You, you, what are what's the Chiefs money line? I mean, the Chiefs money line has got to be minus one eighty, minus one ninety. Okay, so then you would it, it, if you think and you said the Mahomes money line or the Mahomes Mahomes is at like minus one ten. Yeah. Okay, so then if you think the Chiefs are gonna win, then just be, this isn't a gambling podcast, but in a certain respect it is. But if you think the Chiefs are gonna win, then the obvious bet is to take the Mahomes MVP because it's gonna be better <laughs> odds. And obviously, if the Chiefs win. It's there's very few scenarios where Mahomes isn't the MVP. Well, that this is what I mean. The last few years, um, we've had teams where it wasn't so obvious that it was going to be a quarterback that was going to win, especially last year. So this year, we're kind of back to just take the quarterback. It's going to be better odds. You're going to make more money. Whoever you think is going to win, just take the quarterback. There's only three chances here. There's only three guys that can make it, and obviously, you know, or that can get the MVP. It's going to be either Mahomes or Brady. There's, there is, however, a slight chance that it could be like a Devin white. If the Bucks oh. win and Brady doesn't like torch them. Like if he has another one of his like 180 yards, yeah. 19, 19 for 36, one, I mean, one pick and one touchdown. And then maybe like a rushing touchdown. If he has one of those types of games and no receiver like Edelman against the Rams, like was just a beast. They might end up giving it to Devin white. If he has say like nine tackles, a forced fumble, something like that. Was it, did Brady or I can't remember if Edelman won it, the Rams here. Edelman. Yeah, so Edelman did win it that year. So, yeah, I mean, you've got to be, like, hoping for a weird game, which the Chiefs playing in prime time, especially in the playoffs these last three years now, we have ample evidence, they don't play low-scoring games. No. So if you're going to play – if you're going to beat them, 
the Bucks aren't going to do it by shutting them down. And, and and by the way, that's a that's a prescient point because if you subscribe to that, then yeah, then you're going with one of the two quarterbacks. If you think, yeah. if you follow that logic, which is very sound logic, because as someone who's had a root against the Chiefs and now has been liberated <laughs> from having to worry about the Chiefs because they're above us, we are in a much lower class than them. So now I can enjoy them. It's like if LeBron retires, then I get to enjoy the Warriors. But as it currently stands, I can't enjoy the Warriors. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> what's interesting about well, actually, that, actually, sorry. Now the Suns are good, so now the Suns have to be good for me. Have to not be down. good for the Warriors <laughs> to be on the my Suns. Mind. The Suns might be good. Let's let's take it easy on that. I'm so glad we didn't do uh, do the segment that we wanted to do a couple weeks ago. Oh, the after seven games, we're going to the finals segment. Just uh, so is it going to be the Suns in five or six? And do do you think whoever makes it in the East is going to be able to get one or two games from us? (laughs) I mean, there were people in Suns Twitter who was like, can Mikael guard KD in the finals? I don't know. And it was like, oh, I'm I'm very excited to find out. (laughs) All right. Just watch this space. It's been less than 10 games. I understand it's a shortened season, but it's been less than 10 games. Yeah. Um, you know, with the Super Bowl, what's so interesting about what happened last week is that Rodgers losing is so much more damaging to how people think about him yeah. than unofficial. And I inject it into my veins. I know. And – I mean, just for a moment, I was thinking about it. Like, if Rodgers did get to this one, it doesn't matter if he wins or loses. He got to two. And it just puts him in a different class. Now, now we're talking about a guy who only made one. Yeah. One, one. It's just different. It's a completely different conversation. And it's not even particularly his fault that he lost this last game. It's just he's the court made he's, it. He's in a conversation with Brad Johnson. He's in a conversation with Trent Dilfer. I'm kidding. Yeah, and you know we do this a lot in sports where we do that. We're never, we're never, we're never going to see this again. There's only a few times in my life that I've been absolutely certain about that. I mean, watching Mariano Rivera, we all kind of knew this is the last time we're going to see something like this with this consistency. Watching Bonds, we were like, nobody's going to survive having this many needles shoved in. I, okay, I'm glad you went that direction. Great. Perfect. I don't even need to say. I mean, <laughs> a lot of people felt that way about Jordan. I mean, the thing with basketball, though, is like the serious form of what Steve Kerr said a few years ago. The guys just keep getting more athletic, more skilled, better at geometry, better at playing. We're we're not going to see someone like LeBron again, but we're going to see someone who challenges that legacy again. It's just I mean, the way. The I, I mean, we saw one just a few years after him, like Kevin Durant. He's. Every bit is yeah. amazing, like, just watching him. Now, right. yeah, you can – it's not a secret how I feel about LeBron, but, like, Katie's amazing. And the fact that he's a seven-foot basically shooting guard, it's yeah. it's stupid. And then Giannis, if he can shoot 65% from free throw, can he do that? <laughs> I, I give – but there, there's going to be guys that are just going to come out and that are just absolutely freakish to watch. Go ahead. But it's it's very rare that, like, you're just absolutely dead certain 
And I know I got on you about the Brady drinking off earlier, but I just have to say, like, we are not this this is his tenth Super Bowl in his nineteenth year, twentieth year. Well, so it's his twenty first year in the league. He sat out his rookie year. He was the fourth quarterback on the depth chart in New England after he got drafted one ninety nine in the sixth round. We're not gonna if, see if, this. If, if if you want I can name the Brady six, the six quarterbacks that were no. named before. I'm pretty sure you don't want me to do that. And then no. two thousand eight he obviously tore his ACL. So I you know a twenty one year career he's played in nineteen. Right. I mean we're just in a salary cap league, which he by the way he came into a salary cap league. Yeah. But he is he is old enough to you have to think about it. <laughs> you have to think like yeah, no, what? I had to, th- I had to actually go back. Like, let's let's make sure let's let's get it on that to make sure that there was free agency. I'm just utterly confident that we're not going to see it again. And people are already saying Mahomes can get there, Mahomes can get there. The thing with the thing that I would say against that is that I mean, you know this, but. Brady basically won his six with three or four different iterations of that team. Mahomes yeah. is still on his first iteration. And Andy Reid's a lot older than Belichick was during when Brady was getting started. So like, I, I, I wouldn't even use that as the proof, though, for why he won't get there. I think the number one thing, and it's a damn shame, because as much as, much as a Tom Brady fan as I am, as much as a Patriots fan I am, Patrick Mahomes is just so fun to watch. And yeah, the media overblows it. By they overblow it by every single thing. You do. Oh, that's never been done before. And then every single quarterback on Twitter is like, here's video of me doing that. Here's video of me doing that. But he's, he's absolutely incredible. The nagging injuries is what's going to hold him back because like, he's already had how many concussions where he's had to miss playing time for he's already had the knee problems. He's already had ankle problems. I'm pretty sure he's had hip problems. Like he's, Oh, he's a couple months older than us. And he's already having like joint issues. He's already having brain issues. Like I, I just don't see that. And now granted back in 2000, they didn't give a shit about concussions. So Lord knows how many concussions Tom Brady has which is a fair point, but Brady wasn't out with like a meniscus uh, something or another. He wasn't out with an ankle something or another. He's only really gotten hurt one time where he missed time. And that's you. And that's, and it was a freak accident with Mahomes. It seems like, I mean, he missed considerable time last year too, which is, you know, going to be forgotten because they won the Super Bowl, So it doesn't really matter, but If we're just talking about longevity, because it's taken Tom Brady until he's 43 flipping years old to get to this point. So it's not only how good are you, it's how long are you going to be able to last? And I just, you know, Travis Kelsey isn't going to be there forever. Andy Reid is certainly uh, not going to be here forever. And so you're going to have to do what Brady didn't have to do for his first six and do it with a new coach. And I mean, before I say this and people freak out, I'm not comparing Mahomes to Wilson, but Wilson did win a Super Bowl very young. And we why were not? Getting... Wait, why not? Why? Why won't? Because I think I think Mahomes. I think Mahomes, where he's at at this age, he's better than Wilson, like considerable. What he does for his team is just better. Okay. Well, yeah. and and to the point to the point that you're making that they're not similar. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson hasn't even missed a damn practice. 
So well, that that streak's over. Yeah, he missed some time last year. Oh, that's right. Damn, very long damn that that little like that that little thing about him that's gone. Yeah, no, it's such a good and, line too. But it's it, it's a good point because like just because you win early and you know God bless him if he wins a second one here. Again, once the Seahawks had to turn over, once they had to pay Russ, which they're going to have to pay Mahomes starting next season or maybe it started this season. Once they have to start doing that and you have to start cutting bait in other areas, that's – I'm not saying he's not great regardless. He could retire tomorrow. He's a Hall of Famer. That's how fucking amazing he's been. He's already but, been more Super Bowls than Aaron Rodgers has. Yeah. <laughs> if and gonna, Drew Brees. He's been to as many Super Bowls as Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers combined. <laughs> but if you're going to be transcendent, we're not going to know for no. some is my point. We're not going to know until like three years from now when Kelsey's gone, when Tyreek Hill's probably in jail, when all of his other receivers are gone. Andy Reid's looking at it. Like, that's oh, what I, th- I thought you were going to go more morbid than retirement. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I put I put Tyreek Hill in jail. That's as morbid as I'm gonna get. <laughs> and but that's more appropriate because you know he beat well, the hell out of his kid. So and and uh, now wife who was pregnant with their kid in college. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. For those of you that don't know, he broke his what like 14 month old son's arm. Yeah, and the audio tape of him saying you. I don't even want to quote. Yeah, look, look it up. It's, if if you want to know who Tyree Kill is, go ahead. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> that we're just with him. Like, I hope that we don't do to him now what we did to LeBron, what we did to KD to some degree, where now that he's done this two years in a row, it's Kobe. Gonna, it's going to start becoming a little stale. Okay, at some point, he's not going to be the new shiny thing on the block. I mean, there's already young quarterbacks now that are very excited. I'll be curious to see what happens if they start the season two and two next year and what we do to him and how we talk about it. Because the way we talk about him now, I've never seen people be so effusive in their praise for an athlete before. I mean, this is like everybody's in. Nobody's out on this guy. And nobody should be. He hasn't really given a reason. But oh, and real quick, just because this is going to be the last like Tom Brady fanboy thing I say for the whole podcast, for the yeah. people that are saying, "Oh wow, Mahomes has gone two playoffs without losing a game," that we haven't seen this before. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we have. Uh, Tom Brady went his first three postseasons without losing a game. Uh, you know, ju- just in case everyone was wondering, and then won another game the following year. But you know. My favorite thing about Boston fans is that they have no reason to bitch whatsoever. But what they do is they see a tweet with a guy with like 90. The straw man is their best friend. Yeah. They see a guy with like 90 followers who says something about sports and they're like, they Let just, clear, I, I, I just have to clear it up. It's just a fucking piranha fest. <laughs> like, Cut that uh, off at the fucking root. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not here for any of that. Now I'm done, but you're right. Mahomes is amazing. I hope he can stay healthy. I hope that 
there's other iterations of this because it's the same reason why whenever I see Alabama doing well, it's like, I, I mean, I'd like to see him do it again. That'd be amazing. Like, let's just, let's just keep racking it up. I want to see how far we can take this. But the one thing that Brady had that I'm very curious to see if Mahomes has what the best the best catalyst for Brady's really third and fourth iterations of what the Patriots ended up being were Gronk. Yeah. That that was how this whole thing kept going. Now we also had, you know, Edelman and obviously Belichick and a great and great defenses and all that stuff. But the main thing that kept Brady going, the main thing that allowed them to keep going in lockstep was Gronk. And he had, and he's had Gronk Gronk's entire career. Mahomes. We don't, we don't know if he's going to have that luxury because Mahomes has had Kelsey and Hill and Kareem hunt and various other running backs. But at the beginning of his career, when Brady got to the Patriots at the beginning, the offense wasn't that great. It was mostly defense. And then, you know, they brought in Corey Dillon. They had Deion Branch, David Givens. They brought guys in, but nothing, nothing to the point of Travis Kelsey or or, uh, Tyreek Hill. It it was the Patriots defense. And at least for the first year, it was Brady don't get in the way. Then obviously Brady's coming out party. Can he do it was against Carolina in that second Super Bowl. Mahomes, it's never been questioned, like, oh, is he able to, you know, sling it around? The thing is, is is he able to do this when he doesn't have arguably the best tight end that we've ever seen in terms of consistency and in terms of ball skills and all that? And then maybe the fastest human being we've ever seen play play football. And it's going to happen eventually. It is than later it's just the way the salary cap in football works in general especially with that meaty ass contract they gave him like that yeah. that thing is though in about five years it's gonna that thing is gonna be tiny <laughs> you'd you'd think unless you think uh, unless there's lasting cap implications from <laughs> yeah. from all these games with no fans except for you know like teams like green bay they've got 70 percent capacity <laughs> Green Bay, Green Bay was sold out. Um, I think we need to get to the real important stuff. Yeah, well, not 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 to mention the fact that Tim uh, just a couple minutes ago, for those of you listening, since you're not watching the Zoom, uh, felt it was necessary to show me the notification that the Suns lost tonight, which I believe <laughs> brings us to 500. Yeah, I believe yeah. we're now eight and eight. Right. We, were, we were what seven and two, now we're eight and eight. Yeah, yeah, Woo-hoo, baby, <laughs> wonderful. Yeah. 36 year old quarterback, baby, or 36 year old point guard. Woo-hoo. <laughs> I am gonna, I'm speaking now directly to people who have done the I don't watch that show, I'm too good for it, it's too good. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I'm gonna speak to you directly. I was you once, yeah. I, and, and more recently, I was you as well. And then I got hooked because I learned the proper way to watch and enjoy this show. And it is to take absolutely not one second of it seriously. 
to treat these people <laughs> as entertainment and entertainment only. And as long as you view it through that lens, you're okay. If you treat this, I, the best way I could describe it as, or the best way that I describe it to people, uh, it's a nationally televised dumpster fire. Yeah. Who wouldn't want to watch it? Now, if you picture it as ABC and the institution that is Chris Harrison, if you watch it as that is the Coliseum and the contestants in the lead are in the middle, in the trenches, fighting to the death, if you think of it that way, it's amazing. It's, it's, it's some of the best entertainment you could possibly get, especially for people like you and I who are reading all these super highfalutin, self-important legalese case, case law. And then we turn this on, and it's like a brain massage because it just gets to chill, not think, and just be. This show is fantastic. Yeah. You're missing out on just high-quality entertainment. That's what you're doing. Exactly. You're wrong. And now speaking to the people who already know these things, Tony, I have to ask you, what is your opinion of our boy Matt James thus far? Uh, it's, I love that we finally get to see what it looks like when every single person in the room has no idea what's going on. Because he's never been on the show. Like when they brought in this new wave of girls, he's sitting there with Ben Higgins. He's yeah. like, I, I, does this happen? Like, I do, do they just bring in people? Like I was completely taken off, taken off guard. Like he has no idea what's going on. They had to go and like do a quick little like pep talk with Chris Harrison before the first limo even pulled up. I'm like, oh my God, this guy, this guy has no idea what he's getting into. He has no idea what he's doing. He has no idea what to say to these women. And I'm here for it. And I, it's, it's amazing. And then turns out, you know, he did that little opening prayer. It was a little different. It's a, it's the bachelor from a different point of view. He's different. And it needed to happen because, you know, it's been, it's what season 42 and we haven't had a black lead on the bachelor and we've had like one and a half uh for bachelorette since we you know the least funded bachelor season and its entire franchise in a la quinta inn in palm springs and then after claire just goes uh he's my person he's there for me he shows up yeah. for me we just a reel of that for three episodes he shows up for me he shows up for me then it's like now yeah, we're just gonna bring in tasha we're the we're, we're gonna bring in her as like the fill-in at some janky ass outdoor La Quinta Inn and it's like oh it's a resort no it's not it's in Palm Springs it's 130 degrees outside and these poor folks have no idea what's happening they weren't giving out drinks for obvious reasons they'd all get alcohol poisoning from being outside like yeah you know it's I have a lot of thoughts this season as compared to or the last season as compared to this season just with how much more money they spent on this one. I have so many thoughts about that. More because than like, because, I, let me just say when they showed the first shot where they show this entire like castle that they're staying at in Pennsylvania, I'm like, Oh my God. 
Like this is how much they this is how much more they care about the bachelors as compared to the bachelorette. They didn't even want to get on a plane for the bachelorette. All they did is shove all their shit into like a bunch of moving trucks and just drove a couple hours into the desert and just plopped down and said, This is where we're gonna have the show. Listen, there will be no there will be no slander of the bachelorette on this podcast. I'm hoping to go on it someday. So I'm not gonna talk any crap about what they do as far as anybody's concerned. They're doing a wonderful job. So Mr. Matt. Yeah, sorry. Back to your original question. I like him because it just feels so natural. Like everything he's doing is just kind of, I haven't thought of any of these situations before. I don't know how to play the game. So I'm just going to do whatever the hell I think I should do. There have been some of the most incredible glamour shots of all time. I mean, oh. this, this week, they had him squatting a fucking <laughs> tree branch just out in the woods like it was something that he would actually do. With the shirt off. It was, it was the most absurd workout scene I've ever seen. He's like squatting a fucking tree. And, and I know for damn sure he could squat more than that. It, that like, oh. he wasn't actually working out. Like that tree, it, it was more of a tree branch. It looked they, like. <laughs> all I'm saying is, we're available. Okay, we're available to consult on this show. For oh, to <laughs> consult. Okay, I was gonna say, uh, you're you could be available for Matt James. I'm not. Yeah, no. that's the other thing with Matt. This has only happened maybe one other time, where I was looking at the lead and I was like, "You're way too good. You're way too smart." To be on the show. <laughs> He's a real estate broker. He's got all these charity uh, uh, foundations and efforts and all stuff. Like, the dude's a legit good guy. He's very, very successful. successful. I hate that we said that at the same time. But he's very, very successful ripped. and very ripped. And it's like, why, why you got to be here? It's like how Tyler C., He's nowhere to be found. Once you start dating supermodels, it's like, okay, yeah, you, you're, you're, you're now on a different level. You, it's, you're beyond it. Now, JPP, yeah, he's got to get on every single bachelor franchise he can get onto. He's gonna jump on that hell, on that shit. And that's the thing with Matt is that like I, I watch him and there's certain moments where he's super awkward on camera. And that's why they did that date where they all describe their sexual fantasy, like loosen him up a little bit. And I'm like, he can't loosen up because he understands too well what's going on. <laughs> like, I have to ask you. <laughs> if I were to, if I would have told you, so I started watching The Bachelor, what, three years ago? Yeah, so so if I would have asked you back then, back when Chris Harrison was still happily, well, we don't well, know happily, married with children, would you have said, if I put the over under it five years, that he would start writing erotic novels? <laughs> what would you say to that? The thing with Chris, the thing with Chris is I can kind of see it. Really? There's been moments with him where he's like, he's very, very comfortable in a space where most people are not very comfortable for whatever reason. He does not mind 
talking about intimate details with anybody. He I, never. I, I, I mean, when you get paid as much as he does to do as little as he does, <laughs> and I'm not talking shit. I, you, you are my hero, Chris Harrison. If I could be a tenth of you, I would do it. But man, your agent—if you even have one—he seems like the kind of guy that just walks into a room and they just offer him money. But if he has an agent, that dude will never have to work again because he somehow got one of the highest paying contracts on television for a dude who's on screen like what a couple minutes an episode yeah i mean it's amazing it's absolutely amazing so the thing with this with this season that moment in the second episode where they're all piling on that girl who showed up at the group date was oh yeah was gross and it was like really hard to watch like it was too much like 30 seconds in and it did for four minutes so i have to ask how did you feel about the sarah exit okay look i because initially before the audience was let in on the whole thing of oh yeah she's got like a dying father (laughs) Before well, that, what was that? She mentioned it on the day, but yeah, I get what you're saying. But like, uh, until we knew that, I was like, yo, why are you freaking out? Like, he, it seems like he re- he's really into you. Like, why are you freaking out? And then it comes out that that's the situation. It's like, yeah, go. Like, yeah, I mean, get it. Get the out thing where they were mad at her for like not coming downstairs, like you all yelled at her. For five minutes, I'm not coming fucking downstairs to talk no, to you. No, no. I'm downstairs to talk to you. Especially with how nice those rooms are. Shit. Yeah, no way. I, I just, the, the thing that was so surprising is that, like, people who I thought were genuinely good natured, like Abigail, the girl who's deaf, were, like, even, like, piling on. I forgot she was. Yeah, were, like, even, like, yeah. and I was, like, like people who like I previously thought were nice were just like dropping the and I'm like holy shit like first of all I said for years the people who interfere on group dates they should receive much harsher punishment than they do because people are always like I'm mad at you and that's it and then we just like keep going on with our lives like I've always said like you've got to set the rules the lead has to say don't do this I don't like this when the lead yeah, but- but they're never they're never gonna do that because the, this is how the show succeeds. Know, but is they just kind of let said, it happen and they make the best of whatever it is. The lead needs to have more control over that stuff. But yeah, yeah. When they started being like, "Hey, no, like I'm actually pissed off at you," I was like, "You know what? You're right to me." And then it kept going. <laughs> and then it kept going. And then it kept going. And then she left. Like, and then it kept going. There and then are. It was like, you're a manipulative bitch and a, no one likes you here. and it just kept getting worse and worse and worse and i was like okay you know what dude like she didn't kill your dog <laughs> she didn't she didn't like murder a family member all right so like what she did was frustrating and immature and seemed weird at the time but it's not worth <laughs> what you guys did to her so- so okay 
That was I did not like watching that. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I didn't like watching it either, and that's actually a perfect segue. Have we had a cringier villain? Well, they've got her replacement now. They've got her replacement now. I forget her name, and I'm sorry that I have to identify her this way, but the girl that people were saying is an escort is clearly a villain. Wow, Tim. Clearly. Goodness. She's clearly a villain. Goodness interrupting after 30 seconds she's yeah. making she knows what she's doing i feel bad for her because that's fucked up she's got to make true. up for lost time tim gotta make well, up for lost time if that rumor isn't true that's really screwed up what they're doing that's awful but, that's horrible that's and, and by the way that that anna anna sorry um yeah i saw it right away I sniffed it out. Like the very first time she was on camera, I was like, oh, she's fucking nuts. Like, <laughs> she's, yeah, she, uh, she's got the, uh, oh, what was the, the villain from last, from last season, the, uh, the big Jack dude, but, or no, the super short, uh, Jack dude from maybe two oh. seasons back. Uh, I know you're talking about. Uh, yeah, but the listeners don't. This isn't for you. This is for the listeners. Uh, oh God, what's his name? He was on. Uh, he was on the season with Peter and the guy who like got mad at Hannah over the fantasy suites. Yeah, yeah, on Hannah's allegedly super religious, but like was not Luke yeah. P. Luke P. Thank you. Yeah, she had not not new the aggressiveness and like the like. I will just choke you to death uh, tendencies that it seemed like he had and like the stalker vibes that he had. She's got that glow in her eye though, that like anything goes. If you, if, if you do the right thing to me, if you say the right word, I'm activated and I, I, I might just go, I might rain hellfire. And I think we saw a first glimpse of that with, if it's not true, it's like escort. Okay, how many lies have you said to get to that? That's <laughs> that's, that's awful. And that's wild. And I will say, like, the thing with Bachelor villains is that the rule of thumb is they don't make it past week four unless the lead wants them to be there. Correct. And, that was- and, and that statement right there should tell the listeners all you need to know about our gambling tendencies about this show. The fact that right. there's... Uh- oh, yeah, no, the villain doesn't last past episode four. Tim and I both know that and it's just kind of it's assumed to be true and if you guys go back and watch all of them that tends to be the case but go it bears on. Out. go on it bears out. I mean sometimes if they're really bad they'll get sent home week two or three but they always make it through night one and usually make it tonight uh usually make it to the fourth the thing with Victoria is and this is why I mean they did the whole bring in new guys late last season and I think the reason that they chose to go ahead and do it is they realized they had a bad, they had a villain that was like, nobody nowhere wants to hear her speak ever again. <laughs> like, no, she, that's, that's not why they did that. That That's not why they did that at all. I mean, it's also, they, they saw the dynamic of bringing new people in this last season. 
and it was wildly entertaining and instantly no matter what it's irrational because it's not like those people decided to show up late it's not like they all got the invitation they like missed missed a flight or something they weren't allowed to be there and then were just kind of paraded in it's not their fault they were late they're the, the people that have been there instantly just hate them it they absolutely hate them and it just it's another storyline for the show i think they're gonna just start doing this every season now because it's it's genius it just you get one group of people that's super stressed out has been drinking too much drink not drinking enough water not eating enough because they're all trying to stay fit and skinny both both the men and the women they're all just trying to look as as best as they can because they're on national television like those people are already deprived of all the general necessities that you need to live a healthy lifestyle and then you bring in all these new people and it's just you short their circuits it's just like i don't get it I've been here for two weeks. I haven't gotten yeah. to talk to this person. And now this person's getting even more time than I am. This is unfair. It's like, yeah, none of this is supposed to be fair. This isn't for <laughs> you. This is for him. So well, I for us. I, sorry, sorry. I forgot. Coliseum, Chris Harrison. Yes, yeah. it's for us. And this is just perfect because it's a great storyline to see. Just people hate each other for no other reason than they just happen to show up. So the last time we had a house where I felt like it was actually toxic was Peter's season. Yeah. Like everybody, everybody was like, these people suck. Yeah. <laughs> like everybody's redeemable on here. And it led to the moment where Chris Harrison had to like stop people from bullying. Uh, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on. Madison, Madison was not toxic. Yeah. Okay. One out of 30. Yeah. Yeah. And but the bullying got so bad with them that yeah. like Harrison had to do the whole thing. And that was fucked up. The thing and, with the- and, and then coming off the tails of that was when they had the like the legit fight where Jordan threw uh I forget what his name was off the off the uh, little bedding area that they had on the beach in paradise. Well like yeah, the dude that's... broke his collarbone or something. Like it it, it got that's... real wild. That's a completely different thing. I mean, what's happening with this and what I'd like to remind everybody of is that like, I've really disliked some, like, especially we haven't even talked about this week and we're probably not going to get to it because we're coming up on time here. But I mean, you saw it again this week. They were like, they were at a level of viciousness I've never seen. Like, it was not funny. It was not playful. It wasn't even sarcastic. It was just fucking mean. I, 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 I have a theory. And my, the, my theory on it that I would like people to keep in mind is that people who have gotten the vaccine and have gone back to work and are, like, interacting with human beings face-to-face have said for the first, like, week or so, I, my timing was off. I was like responding slowly. I was on Zoom time. And like, I didn't know how to react. Like I was super awkward. Like I was laughing when I shouldn't be laughing. Our social cues are off. Okay. People are really, really, really screwed up from this whole thing. And I think that when you, when you take that and then you throw the people in this pressure cooker that always makes people do stupid things. 
because it's designed to make them do stupid things. That's at that that's why the show works. Yeah, but when you add on to they're coming in with all of this stuff, just a little bit of a break. I don't like it either. I, I'll be straight up. It's it's like horrifying to watch how they're treating some of these people. I mean, I'm like multiple times during the episode, I, I'm like doing, the, oh my god, yeah, like, they're dead. <laughs> like, stop doing this. So so my and you kind of stepped on mine a little bit, but not quite because that week of quarantine or however long they had to quarantine before. You're going to overthink everything. Like, imagine, like, we've all been on dates, or we've all been on first dates. Well. Well, okay. Uh, Some listeners, most of us have been on on first dates. Right. You know, you you feel that, like, anticipation before you get there. You get the butterflies and all that stuff. Think about that. Now add on that you're going to be on national television. Now add on that this person is wanting to get engaged at the end of it. Now add on that you're sitting in a room by yourself with no access to technology. Other than a TV. Other than a TV for at least a week, if not more. And you're anticipating it the entire time. Now you get onto it. Yeah. Now you're one of 28 people that are fighting that are for his time. And the all first solid ten and a half in real life. Yes, yes. And night one, they don't even let you get settled in. From the moment you get out of that limo, you have to make an impression because they are handing out roses at the end of the night. Like there's, you you don't get to pick a bed. You don't get to put your suitcase down. You are coming out. You're throwing fastballs. They're not ready for it. And then to top it all off, they're not going anywhere. They're not leaving because by now, by now they'd be in Fort Lauderdale. They're in the same place. They're in the now. Granted, I told you it's a beautiful place in Pennsylvania, far more expensive than like than the La Quinta Inn that no one was staying at in Palm Springs. But yeah, it wasn't that they looked it. It was that nobody wanted to be there. Yeah, it yeah. was that no one wanted to be there. They were probably still shut down because of the right. stay-at-home order, and it was just like, yeah, they're within a good drive away from where we have all of our stuff, so we're just gonna right. pop on over and set up shop. Um, but I mean, <laughs> they're not getting to go anywhere. They already had this insane premise and like just uh insane getting put in solitary confinement for a week and then they run you out on national television where you have no media training whatsoever and it's just all right lights on now you go and by the way this room that you're staying in you don't get to leave and it's hard it can't be overstated what it must be like to live with someone like Victoria 24 seven uh, where with, just think about this. Like you can't text anybody. You can't communicate with everybody every single day. This insane person is shifting the way you think about what's appropriate to say and what's not appropriate to say all the time. 
because she says crazy shit. Because, because, okay, listeners, when you're at the office or when you're, you know, out with your friends or whatever, and someone just says something batshit or someone just does something off the wall, you get to text your friends and be like, yo, isn't this wild? And then you get the affirmation that it's wild and that it's crazy and that it's abnormal and that it's wrong. When these people are competing on this show, they're not getting yeah. that affirmation because they're nope. mic'd up and they don't want to be the person. And they're not that's... seeing the interviews. All the yeah. crazy interviews with her, they're not seeing that. Yeah. They're not seeing all that stuff. And it's just it's it's just one of those things where it's like, ah, she's just aggressive. I guess that's just her thing. Yeah. Though but... though if I hear her say that she's the queen one more time, I'm gonna slam my head through a brick. Oh wall. yeah. Because that's, and that's the thing. Oh my god. You listen to that day in, day out, it's gonna affect the way you think. Oh, I'd go insane. I'd I'd Not start yet. I'd start throwing out every word known known in the English language and hell, I might oh, even yeah. start throwing out some other words. I don't know. And that's the thing. I'd start speaking in tongues. I would go insane. And that's why I'm begging everybody, give it a chance. All right, Tony, where can they find you? Uh, at T Felix 3412. And Tim, what's your pin number? Uh, let's see. It is, oh, I'm just kidding. Um, it's T L E D U C 32. If you want to criticize me or uh, come at me for something I said, please find me there. There's I enjoy. There was a lot of women you didn't say their names on The Bachelor about. I, I enjoy the messages. I, you know, I did forget a lot of names. I would If I ever got on that show, I would be the guy that, that's, like, looking down at, like, a piece of paper. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I That would be my disclaimer. Like, I would just say, okay, I'm just going to tell everybody right now. Awful with names. Awful. So, you know, please, for the love of God, don't take it. T- don't take offense. I'm half awake currently. So if I, I, I'm just going to keep calling everybody sweetie and honey and just hope that it, <laughs> hope, hope that I can pass it. And with that note, Jada. And, on, and, and, and on that note, everybody uh, rate, subscribe, review, all that good stuff. Let us know what you hate. Let us know what you love. JDF, play us out. To her mind's erased, been told, go slow, just mind the pace, that tempo, go like time and daylight's on the way, like, see, I'm in the call back, I just been forgetting shit and cleaning the Mac, like a cinema, really caught up in the past, I was in the garden when I thought it wouldn't last, wasn't good enough, not a secret to the bag, I can not a pocket like I'm falling off the cab, you do, but, got a feeling out of grass, ever since somebody told me you ain't want it back, told me you ain't want it back, cause you know I had to make time, 18 minutes only on a FaceTime, baby, just say something, you wanted patience, twice a week ain't nothing for Got me feeling weak, I wouldn't say the case strong for a week Better yeah, I shouldn't make one Too soon for the scarring issue New wounds never are so simple Rather let you go than let you spend time wasted Rather let you know and cover all my bases Rather heart a heart than empty Rather have no part than anything Rather have no part